Welcome to Passion Life Church. Well, welcome to part two of the series that we're entitled Grow. This is our word for the year. You know, we pray every year and sometimes God just gives us a word and we feel like this is our word, not just for our church, but for you individually, that you would grow. And I got to tell you, it is God's will that you grow. God created growth. It's in your DNA. You're wired for growth. You know, the Bible talks about that we're supposed to go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Or if you went to the church that I went to, glory to glory. We're supposed to go glory to glory, and it's God's will. And I just want to submit to you, and maybe see if you can relate to this. You know, last year, some of my biggest frustrations as I analyze and look at my life, some of the biggest frustrations came from areas that I was not willing to grow in. And so it's important that we grow. And, you know, this next quarter, these next three months, we're going to talk about growing spiritually. That's what January is about. February is about growing in relationships. We need good relationships. Some of the problems that we have is we could not discern good relationship. And then in March, we're going to talk about growing financially. But I'm telling you, when you grow, you're setting yourself up for new opportunities, Right? For God to do great things in your life. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. You know, it's our theme scripture. Speaking the truth in love. That we may, everybody say that with me. Come on, say it like you mean it. That you may grow up, watch this, in all things. Into him. Into him who is the head. That's what we're talking about, growing spiritually. But how many of you know your spirit life affects every other area of your life? And this is the promise that we are making to you. In 2019, listen, come on, 2019 will be the best year of your life if it's the best year spiritually. Yeah, you can give the Lord a great round of applause. You know, there's a lot of ifs in the Bible. If it's your greatest year, that doesn't mean you're not going to have circumstances and things come against you. No, but you're going to be better prepared to handle those things that come. Because when your spirit life gets better, everything else gets better. When your spiritual life gets better, your job gets better. Your marriage gets better. Your relationship gets better. Can Can I hear a good amen today? But I think what happens is when we approach the new year, we approach the new year looking and focusing our energies on external changes. Now, let me tell you, external changes are good. External changes will make your life better, but only God can make your life new. And see, it's not just a new year that we need. We need a new you. You need a new and fresh. And I think sometimes we're looking at external changes and we're like, man, it's good. It's better. But I need some new things in my life. You know, and we can focus on a new hairdo, a new diet, a new exercise routine, a new job. But I'm going to just encourage you today that real change starts from the inside out. And that's the purpose of this series is would you start to prioritize your spiritual life I'm amazed you know people will go five times to the gym right and they'll 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 go to Whole Foods and get everything done externally and then they'll come to church once a month and I'm going to tell you why this is so important because in 2019 there are going to be spiritual battles that you cannot handle 
in the natural realm. And to put all of our focus in the natural realm. Now, I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm not saying external things are wrong. But listen, you can't fight spiritual battles in a natural realm. Come on, I'm preaching good already because I got my new shoes on, my new Christmas shoes. Come on, look at this. My wife picked these out. I told her, look, I look like from the top to the bottom. Here's the law, and then there's grace right there. Come on, somebody, right? I feel like I'm a little bit in the 80s, too. I got like a little zipper here and need my Cavaricis. But anyway, you can't fight spiritual battles in natural realms. And here's what we do. We put our focus in growing in, in external things, but yet when the spiritual battles come, I want you to be ready. Can I hear a good amen? And just from last week, we said, here's the truth. Our lives are not really driven by what we know. Our lives are driven by what we desire. That's an internal thing. You're making decisions not based on what you know. You're making decisions based on your desires. Can I give you one quick, simple illustration? I know what the speed limit is, but I desire to go faster. And until I deal with the internal desires, see, some of you, you have things that you're dealing with externally, but until you take and change and allow God to change your desires, your desires are what is motivating your behavior. And we're focusing on behavior. We need to focus on God. Change my desires. Change my desire. Now watch this. Watch this. Even a lot of our prayers are external prayers. Pastor Phil, is there anything wrong with external prayers? No, but a lot of times our focus, watch, is God, change them. God, oh, you need to change them. God, change that circumstance. But here's what an internal prayer is. An internal prayer, I think I call it a dangerous prayer. It's not change them, it's God, change me. It's God, look at my desires. Why do I feel this way, right? Why do I want to be like, Mike Tyson and bite somebody's ear off. Come on, somebody. I don't even know where that came from, but that was there. I think I watched a documentary or something. Where does that desire come from, right? But we can pray all these external prayers. And again, those aren't wrong. They're good. But I want you to focus on God. Change my desire. Lord, change me. Change my attitude. I'm tired of talking like a sailor. And I don't, sailors just get a bad rap. Here's the thing. God, change my desires, and your behavior will change. And so that's what we talked about in part one, that all change and growth starts in the heart. And today what I want to do, I've entitled today, Grow As You Go. Grow As You Go. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. And um, I think when we think about spiritual growth in our life, there's a lot of misconceptions about that. And see, maybe if you can relate, I think sometimes where most people live when it comes to spiritual growth and their idea of it is that they are going sitting on the couch and they are going to be kind of just living their life the way they want and they're going to be sitting on the couch right and all of a sudden if God wants me to grow the heavens are going to open up hallelujah the heavens are going to open up and I'm going to experience some mystical thing that I can't explain or tell you why it happened. Maybe I'll even have a dove fly through my living room. And that'll be a sign 
that God wants me to grow. And the only, the only challenge with that is that none of that can be measured. See, I think growth should be measured. And this is where most people live. God will do something that won't require anything from me. In other words, God's going to do something, but it's not going to require my participation. You know, I was thinking about this all week. Every miracle that happened, somebody participated in. Even Lazarus was dead, but somebody went and told Jesus. Somebody took steps to say, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Somebody had to cooperate with God to see the miracle that they wanted to see. But can I just submit to us today? So you have to cooperate with God. Watch, because growth can't happen without your permission. It cannot happen without your permission. And can I I encourage you today, if growth starts in our heart, if our hearts are hard, God can't, God's trying to speak with you, but you're not going to listen. Why? Because growth can happen. It can't happen without your permission. There's got to be a decision on our parts that say, I want to grow spiritually. How many of you want to grow spiritually? Let, let, me, let me see your hand. You know, can I be honest with you? I think you do, and I believe that. You know why? You're here today. You could be at home watching the playoffs. And can I just, props to you for loving Jesus more than Tom Brady. Come on, somebody. I know he's one handsome man, but Jesus is beautiful. Come on. Props to you. You want to grow, and you have to grow. But can I encourage you? We've got to want to grow spiritually. Pastor Phil, why? Because there's going to be some spiritual battles. But you know what? We need to grow spiritually for our kids. We need to grow spiritually. Watch this. Because I believe that God is preparing in 2019 some opportunities for you. And they're not ready right yet because you're not ready. But he wants you to grow into that. So when the opportunity is ready, you can step into that. You know. Do you know that David, who killed Goliath, man, his life was being prepared for a moment that he didn't even realize. He was taking care of his dad's sheep, but he was also practicing with his slingshot. And he was practicing with that slingshot, and he would take out his harp, and he would start to sing to God, Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. And the sheep were like, That's bad. Stop, David. That's not good. That is bad. And he would worship the Lord, right? And then he was had a teachable spirit. His dad said, hey, take some cheeses and some breads to the battlefield so you can give them to your brothers. His brothers didn't even like him when he got on the battlefield just doing what his dad asked him to do. He gave the cheeses and breads to his brother and he was faced with an opportunity. Goliath came out. It's interesting when you read the story, Goliath only came out in the morning and in the evening and Jesse David's father said, I want you to go in the morning and go. He didn't know that his dad, through serving, was setting him up for an opportunity to have a world-famous story. And when David stepped into his opportunity, I always like to say, right, opportunity or success happens when preparation meets opportunity. And when preparation meets opportunity, he nailed one shot 
in Goliath's head. Why? Because he was growing. And as he was growing in private, God gave him a public opportunity. And so we need to be growing. And so I want to talk today about growing as you go. Luke chapter 17, verse 5, the disciples asked Jesus this question. They say, right? They say, Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Now, what's going to happen when you ask Jesus a question, I love this, he's going to talk to you, but more often than not, he's going to tell you to do something. And what he's going to do is he's going to talk to them, and then he's going to show them a real-life story that's going to happen according to their question. And so the disciples are like, Lord, increase our faith. In other words, we want to grow. And I just think about them watching Jesus doing what he's doing, and, and they're like, man, we need our faith to grow, right? Now, I'm going to tell you something. Growth happens when you get closer to God. Truth, you cannot get spiritually grow without getting closer to God. It's not just this mental ascent. There's a yearning within us like the disciples. Oh, Lord, I want to grow. Can I just be honest with you? I have been saved now for over 27 years, and there's still a yearning in me that I want to grow. I want to know God. I'm not satisfied. I want more of him. I want less of me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, man, you've had some great times, but I just want to know him more. Come on, if, you, if that's what you, in the cry of your heart, come on, say amen. And I know, I know there's a battle, right, for our attention and all of these things. But the disciples are like, go, oh, Lord, increase our faith. Now watch this. Verse 6, Jesus replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree. Now I want to pause here for a minute. They're saying increase our faith. And Jesus says this, if you have faith, faith always has to have a corresponding expression. If there is no action or expression of faith, it is dead faith. Dead faith doesn't grow. So Jesus is saying, if you have faith, there's got to be an expression. Watch. So if you have faith of the, a small mustard seed, now he's given us a quantity, right? Mustard seeds are so small. He says, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you, right? Let's talk about growing as you go. Here's how. Let me give you three ways. Number one, you always, if you're going to grow spiritually, you have to start where you are with what you have. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is starting, right? The new year gives us an incredible opportunity to evaluate ourselves, right? Evaluate, be honest with ourselves. Everybody look at me today. God's looking for honesty, and I'm going to tell you why. God cannot change who you pretend to be. Now, can I be real with you today? Church, and our idea of coming to church, lends to the idea of if we're going to come to church, put on a mask. How you doing? Oh, brother, I'm doing good. I'm blessed. Right? How are you? Oh, how? And 
when we come to church, there's this idea that you have to put a mask on. Can I just tell you that? God can see through your mask. God doesn't want the pretend you. He wants the real you right where you're at. That's why, watch, the Bible says this, now faith is. Right where you are is where you start. Can we just say that at Passion Life Church, it's okay not to be okay? That you don't have to walk in here with a mask on and pretend like you got it all going on when you don't, that you could come in here and say, hey, I'm not okay. Because guess what? That's where God's going to meet you. That's where God's going to change you is where the real you is at. Because watch, the real you is where you're going to experience the real power of God right? Because there ain't no pretend power for the pretend you, right? You want real power for the real you. So you've got to start where you are. Have you ever gone to a mall that you haven't been up to? Or, I mean, we just figured out that Victoria Gardens is a really cool place to go. And we went there like, whoa, man, there's so many places. We go to the directory. And the directory, you got to look around and you got to find that little arrow that says, you are here. You are here. Now, why am I saying this? Because you can't go anywhere until you know where you are. Come on, this is good. I know it's elementary. But if we pretend to be somewhere we're not, we're never going to grow. And we're never going to get to the destination that God has for us. Can I hear a good amen? And so we can even say, oh, man, you know, Pastor Phil, even sometimes we procrastinate in that. And I just, I just was thinking about this because a lot of us say this. I've said it. Well, someday, someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to change. Maybe someday I'm really going to be real. Can you write this down in your notes? Today is your someday. Today is your someday. We're going to stop saying someday and we're going to say today. Today's the day that I grow. Today's the day that I choose to be honest with where I'm at so I can go where God wants me today to go. Can you say that with me? Say today. Come on, say it loud. Today. Today is my someday. Come on, that sounded like hooked on phonics. Let's try it one more time. Come on, say it. Say today is my someday. One more time. Say today is my someday. And I think it's hard sometimes to face where you're at, especially when you know that God has better, that life can be better. But I will tell you something. It's pride that causes us to live in denial a lot. And I'm going to tell you something. Pride will keep you stuck. It'll keep you stuck. Oh, Pastor Phil, well, you know, I, I know where I'm at and I don't need to grow. That very statement shows me you need a lot of growth. You need a lot of growth, right? Andrew Murray said this about pride. Pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this next week. I hope you come back because we're going to talk about being babes in Christ, being children in Christ, being adults in Christ, and how we identify those things. How many of you know it's okay to be a baby while you're a baby? But God wants us to grow up, right? I see some kids in here, right, on their mom, holding them, right, maybe whatever, two a year old mom's holding them back there just holding them that's cool but we come back 20 years from now and she's still and he's sitting on her lap we go from ah to ooh. 
And see, a lot of, of us are growing in stature, but stature really doesn't have a lot to do with spirit. Because there are people who are in their 50s and 60s in their age, but spiritually, they're still infants. And that's where we start. That's okay. But you can't stay there. Can I hear a good amen? But pride is going to stop you from identifying where you are. And I want to encourage you today. Here's the great news. Watch this. Wherever you're at today, all of us say, I have to be anointed by God to do what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you why. You look across this place. We have young people, right? We have older people that want to be young. Come on, somebody. Right? Young at heart. We have all different people from all different nationalities, all different stages of life. Watch this. And all of you today are hearing this message. All of you are starting from a different place. All of you may be in different levels spiritually. But can I just encourage you today that no matter where you are at today in your relationship with God, here's the good news. You can grow. Come on. You can grow. You can grow. You can go to the next level of faith. God's made it possible. And for those of us who are struggling still, with sin can I encourage you there is not a sin that's bigger than the Savior and there is not a failure that God cannot forgive you can grow you can move forward he will do it for you he will do it for you internally he does he's faithful and so the disciples are like we want to grow now watch this why did I say you got to start where you're at? Because you got to be honest. But here's this. Here's what we need to understand. We don't just start where we're at. We also start with what we have. The disciples say increase our faith. See, what we need to understand as children of God is you have faith. As a child of God, Romans 12 verse 3 says this. For I say... Through the grace that has been given to me, to everyone that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, watch, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. you got to start with what you got. And I want to debunk this idea that you don't have faith just because your mind goes crazy every once in a while. No, God's giving you a measure of faith. You don't need more faith. You need to develop the faith that God has given you, right? Yeah, you can give the Lord a good round of applause. But see, there's a misconception. It's kind of like the guy that goes to the gym and says to the trainer, oh, I want more muscles. You don't get more muscles, right? What are you going to do? Do some biceps and triceps, and all of a sudden, God's going to give you another bicep? That's weird. No, you know what you do is you take the muscles that you have, right? I know these guns are illegal, but just, just look at them for just a moment. I do have a certificate. They're not as good as Zach's, but they'll get me there, right? What happens is I need to develop the muscle that I have. And what develops my muscle? Resistance. Develop, watch it. Using it right? I was reading an article and they were talking about the most dangerous thing in your house is not your scissors, is not your butter knife or your sharpest knife. The most dangerous thing in your house is your couch. I didn't gain weight using scissors. I used to look like Brad Pitt. Now I'm Nacho Libre, right? That didn't happen. Listen, it happened from some couch time. Come on, somebody. 
And for some of us, the biggest thing that we're not being used from God and growing spiritually, now, I, there's times we got to rest. Don't get me wrong. But here's what I'm, I'm telling you today is that you have to use what you have. That's where growth starts. And Jesus was telling the disciples, you have faith, but here's what you got to do. You got to speak. It's got to be expressed. So now we understand that faith is expressed in words. And what we're going to see is it going to be expressed in actions. But I want to help us today. Your growth, your is only you can only grow spiritually by faith. You cannot grow. It's not just in works. Your faith is demonstrated in your works. But faith's got to move. Faith's got to move forward. Faith has an action. But Jesus is telling the disciples, you need to start speaking to that tree. There's another passage of scripture where he talks about being um, speaking to mountains. Mountains represent problems. And a lot of times what we do is we talk about problems instead of talking to them. And when you talk to them, listen, your faith is being expressed. Now I want to tell you, we don't just have any type of faith that God has given us. We actually have the faith of God. The Bible says he's given you his faith and you have a measure of faith. I want you to say that with me. Say, I have faith. I have it. You have it. Have you ever, have you ever moved, like maybe from apartment to apartment or from a house to house? Have you ever moved? How many of you moved? How many of you moved more than three times in your life? Let me see your hand. All right. Okay. That's cool. There's, some people are interesting because I've lived in this area for seven years. And what's interesting to me is I found people that they move from here to San Diego, back here to San Diego, back here to San Diego. I'm like, I guess you like moving. I'm going to call you and I'm going to move. I don't, I don't. But I always said, you don't know how much stuff you have until you move. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You just never know how much. And you know what's funny is that sometimes we'll go out and buy things, and then when we move, we're like, I bought that. For, I, it was in my closet the whole time, right? Stuck behind all my thousands of wife's shoes. I'm like, honey, do you really? You have shoes that still have price tags on them. But I'm saying all this to say what we don't realize in life as we're moving, you have faith. It's there. But growth happens when you start to express and you start to move and you begin to speak out. Can I ask you, in your language in 2019, you need to realize what you say has power. You know, the Bible says that death and life are in the power of that little rubbery, wicked little thing in your mouth. That death and life, that you have the power to speak to your problems through faith. And that faith, that God type of faith, mountains can be moved. What you say matters. Oh, today I feel like it. Why do you say that? Is that a statement of faith? we got to start speaking faith over our lives. Come on, we need to grow. This year is going to be the best year of our marriage in Jesus' name. Come on, this is going to be the best year of our church's history in ever, any time. This is going to be your year in Jesus' name. Come on, can I hear a good amen? You have faith. It's the key ingredient that God responds to. You know, the Bible says that even without faith, that you cannot please God. Now watch this. God gives you faith, but it's your decision whether you're going to develop it or whether you're going to express it and if you don't then it's dead faith so what do we do if we're going to grow we're going to start right where we are right here pastor phil
Here's where I am spiritually. Here's where I am with my relationship with God. I'm not going to deny it. And I'm going to start with what I have. As a child of God, I have faith. Watch this. God requires faith to move. And then he gives you faith. So he gives you what you need and what he requires. It's already inside of you. Isn't God good? But you have to develop it, right? So, and you maybe you're here today and you're like, man, I'm just not a child of God, Phil. I, I never, well, we're going to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus in your heart and start this journey. But we start where we are and with what we have. We have faith. But here's number two. We have to act on what God says we have, right? In this chapter, the disciples say, increase our faith. So Jesus talks to them about their words. Then as they're doing life together in the same chapter, if you drop down to verse 11, as they're walking, all of a sudden they hear these guys crying out, Lord, Jesus, Watch what happens. Luke chapter 11, verse, Luke chapter 17, verse 11. It says, now it happened as he went, he is Jesus, as he went to Jerusalem and he passed through. Everybody say passed through. In the midst of Samaria and Galilee, verse 12. Then as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men. How many were there? 10 men, right? They met him, 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off. That's really important. Verse 13, and they lifted up their voice. Oh, I can hear some faith now. Jesus, why? Because faith is expressed in what we say. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, so when he saw them, now watch this. This is when Jesus is going to give them something to do. And when he gives us something to do, if we're going to grow, you've got to cooperate with what Jesus says do. Can I hear a good amen? And I just tell you, some of us in this room are stuck in our relationship with God because we have not done the last thing that he's told us to do. And God is speaking to us. He's telling us and he's telling them. So he looked at these lepers and when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. And so it was, watch this, as they went, they were cleansed. Watch this, as they went, they were cleansed. Go, and as you go, you will grow. Watch this, as you go, you will grow. As you go, Go show yourself to the priests as they went. They were cleansed. In our last time together, I want to explain something to you. These lepers were afar off because of their condition. Their condition, leprosy, actually what it does is it attacks your nerves to the point where you don't feel anything anymore. So you could be scratching your face to the point you just don't feel it and limbs would fall off. You could give a leper a high five and he would come back with a high four because his thumb would fall off. Because there was just no, they just had no nerve endings. And leprosy was highly contagious. So they're standing afar off. And as they're standing afar off, they call out to Jesus. And I want to encourage us today because I love what these lepers do. They don't let their condition, right, their condition determine their position. What do I mean by that? They don't say, because of my condition, I'm going to stay afar off. No, 
because of my condition, I'm going to cry out, Jesus, I want change. I want growth. I want to be healed. I want to move forward. I want my family back. I'm tired of being isolated from people. Do you know that lepers, when you had leprosy, you had to walk around and say unclean because you were ceremonially unclean. So just think about it. If you didn't shower today, you'd have to walk around and say unclean, unclean. Can you imagine how embarrassing that was? But they were isolated. They were isolated because of their disease. And see, all of us, in some degrees can have conditions in our life. But can I just encourage you, don't let your condition stop your position in seeing what Jesus wants to do. A lot of people get so focused in my condition. Oh, it's my condition. You know, I'm shy. I'm this. I'm going through this. I Listen, I understand that's your condition. But when the great physician is walking by, you need to stop focusing on your condition and focus on Jesus who is the great physician because he's the one in your condition the great physician will bring a transformation to your life but we've got to get out of this mindset of just focusing on our condition and Jesus gives them a command I want you to go to show yourself to the priest very simple he did not lay hands on them this is interesting to me and the Bible says watch this as they took a step Something started to happen. Maybe their first step, nothing happened. I don't know. But can I tell you, the first step is always the hardest to change. We got to start, right? We got to start. But watch this. It's interesting to me because only healed, cleansed people went to the priest. In that time, the priest was the one who said, okay, you're clean. You can go back to your family. You don't have to be isolated anymore. They were not cleansed. But Jesus tells them to go anyway. And watch this. This is how you grow as you go. You take a step. And watch this. God meets you at the point of your next step. Can I just encourage you, maybe if you're here today, your next step, come back next Sunday. Next step, come back next Sunday. Next step, go to growth track. Next step. And I'm going to tell you something. God will meet you at the point of your step. Can I hear a good amen today? And so they had to decide, are we going to take this step? Take this step, right? Now watch this, because you can never have growth without risk. I'm going to take a step, but you know what? I'm still dirty. I'm still unclean. But are we going to do what Jesus said are we going to risk it going to the priest and nothing happening going to the priest and all of a sudden him looking at us again, what are you doing here? Man, this is, could be humiliating, but here's what they're going to do. They're going to risk it and they're going to take a step. My church family, could it be that we're not growing because we just want an order of, uh, could I please have an order of risk-free, pain-free, time-free, uh, free of any challenges or any inconvenience, right? That kind of freedom. And here's what I've learned. If it's free of risk-free, pain-free, time-free, challenge-free, inconvenience-free, it's probably Jesus-free as well. Because we want grow with no risk. We want to grow and see our spiritual life grow, but we don't want to be inconvenienced by anything. And you're going to have to take the next step out of your comfort zone. I don't know where you are, but I will tell you this. In the kingdom of God, if you're living in your comfort zone, you're not growing. 
You're not growing. Are you ready for this statement? Write it down. That's why I'm about growth even more than I'm about goals. Pastor Phil, you don't believe in goals? I believe in goals. But watch this. For some people, you get to your goal and when you get to your goal, you stop growing. And the point is growing more than goals. Can I give you an example? For some people, the goal of their life is safety and comfort. Safety and comfort. And watch this. Some of you are almost there. Your lives are comfortable. You feel safe. And you've met the goal. Here's the problem. You stop growing. And the misconception about safety and comfort is that it satisfies and that it fulfills. But can I tell you, it's not true. Safety and comfort do not fulfill or satisfy. Growth satisfies. Come on, can I hear a good amen? Because it's growth that brings us a new adventure, a new risk. Man, Christians can be the most boring people on the planet. They don't risk anymore. We're supposed to be full of faith. We're the ones that are supposed to be stepping out. Not the ones that are comfortable and, oh, I don't like the seat at church. Oh, How long is this guy going to preach? Come on, somebody. I ain't going to that church. Nobody said hi to me. Would you grow? We don't want, we want, we live in this world. Can I tell you, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. And we need to be the people that are growing, but we don't want any inconvenience. Can I just tell you, I'm having a whole different revelation about pain. Can I just tell you this? Pain is part of the journey. If you're going to work out, let me tell you, there's going to be pain. You know why? Let me tell you where the pain comes from. Because you've never been there before. You... My son started to do PE, and they're making him do, like, CrossFit stuff. Like, they're doing burpees. And the other day, he woke up. He's like, Dad, my legs hurt so bad. I don't know what's going on. And he was telling me about everything that they're doing. He's never done that before. You know why his legs hurt? You know why he feels the pain? Because he's never been there before. But I said, good, son, because your muscles are getting, your muscles are getting stronger. You really are going to be like Spider-Man. And I shouldn't have said that. Because he jumped off the couch on New Year's Day and broke his arm. Right? But here's the thing. Sometimes the pain comes from something new. Right? Any of you ladies give birth to some? I was going to say something, but that wouldn't be right. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. <laughs> Do you ever give birth to a puppy? <laughs> That's weird. There's pain. Pastor Phil, I got the epidural. Good. But some of us experience pain. And you know what? Some of you would say I would do it all over again for that kid. I would do it all over again because the pain, right, was worth it. Now, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not weird and I'm not all about pain. But I can tell you, growth, sometimes there's growing pains. Come on, can you say a good amen? And there's growing pain. We want a risk-free, pain-free, challenge-free. I just want to sit in my comfort zone. Can I just tell you that's not Christianity? It's just not Christianity. It's just not. But when you grow, when you risk, there's a new adventure. Can I even say it this way? There's a new life. Right? There's a new life. And when you start to take the steps to go see the priest, watch this. Pastor Phil, how do I know that I'm growing? I will tell you. You know that you're growing because when Jesus says go, you fight less. You don't fight anymore. You just say, God, you said it. I'm going. And here's what he asked them to do. Go see the priest. But here's what 
Just take the next step. Grow as you go. And here's number three. The results, I will grow beyond what I had. So it starts with where I am, with what I have. I have faith, but then I begin to act on what I have. I begin to step. For some of you, you know, you have so many gifts. There's so many gifts in this room. And there was prophesied over our church that we're going to have a creative explosion in our church. And I'm so excited because I love creative people. I don't like to hang out with them a lot, but I do like them, okay? Because they're creative, right? Their head is, is in the clouds and their feet are not on the ground. Sometimes you're like, okay, I didn't understand that, but you understand it. And that's all that matters. But I love the creative. Do you know that there are gifts sitting in this room that aren't being used because somebody is not taking a step. And the first step is go to the welcome center. The first step is I want to be a part. That's all. God will meet you there. The first step is I'm showing up to the movies. I don't know anybody. It's weird. But take the step. Watch what God will do. You may meet your BFF forever by taking a step to go to one of these life groups. How can you say that? Because it's happening all over our church. People are bonding. and I just want some friends. Take a step in Jesus' name. And you'll grow beyond what you had. You know how the lepers got cleansed? By taking the step. Watch this. I want to end with this today. See, you have to look at faith this way. When you go to the grocery store, have you noticed that the door doesn't open? Until you take a what? A step. Have you ever just stood and the door won't open? Now, I know God can open doors. But God, listen, we're not, we're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us to take the step. He's already given you a word. He's giving them the word. And if you don't have a word from God today, listen, he'll give you one to act on. But watch this. Do you know that this go as you grow, this principle is all throughout the Bible. Watch this. God told Joshua in the Old Testament they were going into the promised land. The Jordan River was really high. And he said this, the, the, the river is not going to part until you take a step into it. And when they took a step into it, it parted. There was an old, there was a man named Naaman. He was a commander in the Syrian army. He also had leprosy. This servant girl told him, you need to go see the prophet Elisha. Elisha said, look, I want you to go down to the river and I want you to dunk yourself seven times, dip yourself seven, seven times. So he had to take a step. He got into the water. He dipped down once, twice. On the seventh time, you know what happened? The Bible says that his skin was as of a child, of a baby. Now watch this. Everybody knows this story. Do you know how Peter walked on the water? He took a step. And he didn't really walk on the water. He walked on Jesus' word. When he said, Jesus, is that you? Jesus said this, come. You want to grow? You're going to have to take a step. The first step was out of the boat. The second step was full-blown walk on water. I know that he got his eyes off Jesus, but my church family, Peter, was the only man to ever walked on water. And you know how he walked above the storm? Step by step. I feel like I'm quoting new kids on the block. Ooh, baby. I want to tell you today as we close, 
Growth is a process. It's gradual. We want growth to be instant. We want God to, because we're so used to our microwave mentality. God is not a microwave mentality. God is a crockpot God. And you know what he wants to do? Or let me say it for the relevant times. He's an instapot. But here's what he wants. He wants you to take the next step. I'm going to ask today that we stand as we close today's service. I'm going to have the ushers come down and they're going to hand out a card to you today. We believe that this is the year for us to grow. So we made a little postcard that says, let's go, let's grow. Let's go, let's grow. You know why? Because Luke 17 says, as they went, they were healed and they were cleansed. And so our ushers are just going to pass a whole bunch down the aisle. If you'll just take one today as we close the service. We'll be done here in a minute or two. I want you to take this. I know it may not be a big deal, but we talked with this about this with our dream team, our life team at our Christmas party, and we're taking this serious. Some have already put them on the refrigerator. Listen, if you want to take a couple for some friends, but here's, here's the question. If we're going to grow as we go, simple, what is my next step? What is your next step to grow? What is God asking you to do in 2019? What is your next step? Now, it may be steps, a couple. I've been praying over this because here's the thing. When you obey God's word and what he's telling you to do, you're going to see growth in your life. So I'm asking you, to look at this, take this home, pray over it this week, put it on your refrigerator, take a picture of it so you can see it on your phone. But here's what we're asking today. God, that you would say, what is my next step for my growth? Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.